Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host today, John Maley, bringing back Glenn Kepke and Joe Lombardo. Gentlemen, we started talking about segmentation uh, from all perspectives, and now we're, you know, we're navigating to translation to routing guide management, um, you know, RFPs, you know, where, where are we going? And what, Glenn, share with us what you see as a successful strategy. Yeah, so, you know, first you got to start with customer segmentation, which we, we've talked about previously. So who are my key customers? Who are my strategic ones? Who are the niche players? Who are my transactional ones, right? So on that Friday, if four o'clock happens, maybe those sales really aren't critical because- They're right, transactional. They're, they're transactional, right? You got other key players like a Walmart, Target, Amazon that you've got a service, but- you know, that one-off small business that unfortunately just isn't a big player and it's not key to your overall enterprise strategy, uh, you, you got to think twice. So just because they're small doesn't mean they're not important. That's one thing that's important. One of the categories I usually classify as these niche companies, right? So niche usually covers a lot of those key companies, key brands emerging and, and so on. But once you understand that, then it comes down to how do you work with your carriers, right? A lot of companies leverage a TMS as a part of that TMS, you get a routing guide. And, you know, one of the nice things with routing guides is you get efficiencies. The, the downside of a, a routing guide is that you don't necessarily get the relationships. I know John, you and I have talked a lot about that, but you know, having been a TMS guy for a long time, I see the benefits that it creates to efficiency, but you cannot forget the relationship aspect, right? I think that ultimately, you know, when you look at what differentiates company A versus company B in transportation. Yes, it's the ease of doing business, but that relationship stands out as kind of that X factor that uh, that exists. And so when you think of, you know, routing guide players, the way I always look at it is my, if you segment your customers in five categories, right? So strategic is number one, emerging, three is niche, four is transactional, five is commodity, right? And you know, there's some different Pareto rules out there of how, you know, what that really means from a count of customers and split of revenue. And the way I would suggest is your strategic customers, your emerging customers and your niche customers, you really need a, a routing guide approach that is a combination of ease of doing business, performance, and a competitive rate. And so, uh, that's critical. When you think of your transactional customers and your commodity customers, that is where I call it a budget-based award, or you just truly go to spot market. And it's a combination of cost plus, you know, key importance of that customer. There are too many times that, you know, for one of your strategic customers, hey, another carrier fell off, or uh, all of a sudden, you know, they do a product promotion, right? Walmart does a promotion, Stuff's flying off the shelves, which is great. I need, you know, three truckloads of X moved, right? It's Thursday night. I need a move tomorrow to deliver Saturday. And, you know, for those listening, think about how many times you heard the answer, well, your rate's too much, right? And if I've got a sale of, you know, three truckloads that may be 150000 bucks, is my rate that's perceived $200 more really too much or not, right? I think it's... Uh, Transportation is often a fraction of the overall sales cost. And if you're nickel and diming about your strategic customers, your emerging customers in your niche, you really got to rethink your overall approach with your partners. The key word there is partners. Now, if that's a partner, 
you probably don't have a problem if it's truly a partner, right? So when we talk about, in the previous uh, episode, we talked about segmentation. You're, you're strategic, you're emerging, you're niche. Those are like one, two, three of your priorities. That's your pecking, that's the pecking chart. That's the hierarchy, right? Absolutely. Then you get down to the transactional and then the commodities. And the transactional and the commodities are, you know, you absolutely will help them if you can, if it's available. But you probably can't go out on a limb for them because they're lowest cost or there's something wrong. That's why they're down there. Right. So let's let's chop that up a little bit, Glenn, and and talk about why that is, because if you don't identify and prioritize, you know, who's going to who's going to get that. Thursday night at 11 o'clock support or 10 p.m. or Friday night at midnight or, you know, those type of things for a truck to come in on Friday and deliver Saturday or pick up Saturday and deliver Sunday morning, you know, more of above and beyond. Those are the ones that you're going to go above and beyond for because you have the relationship, which we spoke about. It's not it's not budget based routing guide. You're there because you're there to bring a value. And you do bring a value consistently. When you think of your key partners, you, you've got to get commitments in place, right? That we talked about consistency on a previous episode makes life a heck of a lot easier. So get con- you know committed capacity that's consistent. And then you really got to base your, your selection off performance. And when you're in need as a shipper uh, with your strategic customers, your emerging customers, you've got to, you got to pick the right provider that's going to get it there on time. You know, there's too many lost sales. There's too many headaches because someone is trying to nickel and dime, even with a key partner that's there, right? And I think when you look at the the incentive, procurement folks are incented by savings, right? right? And there's this clash with customer service, which is customer service wants the best carrier regardless of price. And so you, you've got to get on the same page. You can't be doing it last minute load to load. You've got to have this kind of plan through your network. And really the the best way to do that is you know who your customers are, you know how they're segmented. When you go to your routing guide approach, you have the right routing guide approach for the right customer style. And then when spot freight happens or last minute freight happens, you already know what to do, right? right. You're either going to your narrow list of partners or you're going out to a broader spot market and you know what's service-based uh, and what's cost-based. Oh, I like the way Glenn segmented the uh, different carriers. Um, again, one thing that, that I try to look at and when, when I was, you know, running running a transportation operation is you have to look at total delivered cost. And I, I, you know, Glenn alluded to that and it's not just the rate, you know, but you've got to look at ease, you know, ease of doing business, uh, the communication, you know, the all, all, the, all those soft things also. You know, I mean, if you want to talk about bids or RFPs, I mean, the thing I like to like to tell my people is, you know, how do we, how are we going to go to market? How are we going to market these particular facilities, these particular loads? And uh, you got to make sure that you, as a shipper, you segment your own business. You know, you may have, you know, a production facility. Uh, it's you know, drop and hook. It's easy business. You know, for a, for a carrier that has assets, you know, versus distribution center where you've got mixed loads and 
you know, palletized versus not palletized versus stop versus nonstop. So I think, I guess the, the message there is you really need to understand your business and what you're putting on the street to the carriers and making sure the information is credible and timely and current. What you're getting at, Joe, is this concept, I call it like package bids. Like too many times companies are taking the whole farm and throw it out to bid. And it frankly, right. it upsets your partners a lot where it questions all the effort investments and, you know, equipment and people and relationships. But just because you have a lot of freight, putting it all to bid at once doesn't mean you're going to get a lower rate. So right. think of a concept of package bids, right? If I already have lanes that are humming, the relationship strong, the consistency strong, the performance, leave those there, right? Don't, don't include them. Go to set for a certain you know segment of your business, whether it's site, customer, uh, supplier, you name it, and you know think about that. And this concept of a package bid is also a lot less stress. There's way too yeah. many times people throw the whole farm out. They you know take three months on the bid, takes them a month to go live, and all of a sudden the carrier says, "Well, that's different what you quoted, and you're no better off." Right? And then it leads to all this last minute kind of spot freight that's out there. So. Think of package bids. It'll make you a heck of a lot more efficient. It's a lot easier on your carriers. It's a lot easier on your customer service teams too. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I far uh, too often we see things misrepresented in bids or key things left out. You know, no details. Right. Say, so, you know, you can bid on the lane. Let's say it goes from Columbus, Ohio to um, Connecticut. Right. And, you know, and it shows, OK, 50 uh, percent of the time it has a stop on it. Then you find out the stop is Long Island. And the receiver only receives two days of the week or three days of the week during these hours. So now, you know, your bet, your your whole goal for going to bid was to is to put it out there and and try and find the right people for the right lanes. You can't bid that, and you have to be honest and say, you can't bid that to be the same rate per mile as the the one-on-one -one that goes straight to Connecticut with a reasonable receiver. So when you get the order, you're saying, hey, uh, it's actually cheaper for me to go to Connecticut and then come back to Long Island than it is to wait the extra two days for the receiving window to open back up because they only receive these days. Right. So you have to say this isn't what it was presented as. Yeah, there's a, you know, a couple of things that are fascinating about, I think, this industry. Number one is the way shippers contract. It's not a guarantee. Right. Just because I'm number one in the routing guy doesn't mean I need to take it. Right. Right. And so in Europe, you know, there's some different models. But in the U.S., it's kind of this handshake anyway, which is fat. It's a very transportation specific thing. So I think of all these folks I've worked with through my life that came from other industries and they just it. It took them forever to figure this out, and they could never come to terms with it. So number one, <laughs> what's fascinating is just because you said that, hey, I'm number one, doesn't mean I actually have to take it. And uh, that can have a, a lot of effects on, on a network. The other thing is it's fascinating is the incumbent is severely penalized in this industry. And it does not matter if you are a carrier, a technology company, a service provider. It's, it's one of the fascinating things where – the, the incumbent is so severely penalized because of all this unknown that exists somewhere, but not in the one that's leading the bid. And I think there's a, 
when I was running bids before, one of the things I always did is I would set a plus minus, right? So if, if I have a, a lane that I'm going to go out to bid for, come up with a plus minus factor that as long as the incumbent is within that, they're going to keep the business regardless. And so if you think of the procurement person's job is to show cost savings. Cost up savings does not mean the lowest price feasible that may never actually happen on paper, right? And so think of this concept of, gosh, if my incumbent is just within plus or minus X, they keep the business regardless, and I can then show my savings or my you know award based on that, it'll make your life easier as a carrier manager or as a procurement lead uh, if you follow that approach. Absolutely. Um, as always, definitely enjoyed having you on, Glenn. Uh, Joe, same to you. Um, thank can't, you. Can't thank you both enough. Um, and, and to add to what you said, uh, Glenn and Joe, it, at the end of the day, if I'm listening correctly, to, to try and summarize everything, people and the relationships are what you what you got to have. On either whether the market's tight, whether the market's loose, uh, we try to avoid both extremes. We don't want to be highest when when the market's up. We don't want to be down on the bottom when it's low. We want to bring consistency to it. So, uh, you know, I think that is a biggest uh, would be a bigger value than riding the up and down wave to any shipper. But uh, thank you both for being on Stay in Your Lane, for participating, and we'll talk to you soon.